Who's ready for some guitar wankery? We're talking our favorite solos on the Hit the Light podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hit the Light Podcast with me, Big Frog. And me, Mike Castleberry. And today we are going into the best solos of all time. All time. Well, our favorites. Our favorites, yeah. (laughs) You know. I'm sure there's some definitive list that like Kerrang! Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, Some fucking, you know, some douchebag that only listens to like one style. Right. That, you know. Right, yeah. It's all power oh, metal. There'll for sure be guys like, you know, you know Guthrie Govan, dude. You know, yeah. I mean, we could go, I like, I could go into, like, probably dudes that people don't know or, like, just the dudes that everybody knows, right? Yeah. So I'm going to do just, like, a little bit of just my dudes, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of fun to do a little bit of both. Like, you know, you can do the ones that, like, people know this guy, but maybe... Maybe they haven't really sat and listened with like a critical ear, right? Like to really listen to the solos, you know. Maybe right. it's on in the background. Maybe whoever listens to this will be like, "Oh, well, you're going to be mixing in the solos for this one, right?" Uh, because I figure uh, nobody gives a shit about us enough to sue us. Yeah, so. no. And if they did, that would be some well needed attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, hey, we finally got a name for ourselves. Anyway, we got to close up shop because yeah. Metallica owns our podcast now. Yeah, totally. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... I got a couple in here that, they're for my... Kind of my honorable mentions that are going to be the more off-the-wall ones that you don't expect. And then my, uh, you know, my main picks. There's not a lot of really unknown dudes up in there. Right. But they're just some shit from like some better known bands that I just are my favorites because that's what I grew up on mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, I think I got well. There's one in there that I guess could be considered a little bit of a lesser known pick, right? Uh, for the most part, they're kind of 
kind of from dudes you may or may not expect just what I think is like the best of the best of them because you know they're they're known for a reason right for sure you know if someone's known as one of the greatest guitarists in the world they're gonna have some sick solos and yeah. one of them's gonna be your favorite and right. you wanna talk about it and I have a fucking podcast and you probably do too because everybody has a podcast everybody has now. Nowadays. that's yeah. uh yeah no that's a that's coming of age for white guys now. It's uh, you don't right. have a bar mitzvah or anything else. You just get a podcast when you right. turn thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> See, so like, yeah, I might expect like one of our ten or twelve listeners to be like, "Oh man, he should have picked that one. That was yeah. better." But I don't really expect anybody to be like, "No, that solo sucks." Yeah. You know, how could you pick that? I think we're pretty good at recognizing stuff that doesn't suck. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, pretty much. Then again, we keep doing this podcast. And for, all, <laughs> for all I know, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I listen to it. <laughs> I li- do. I listen to it just... To, well, you got to I listen to it twice. Yeah. I listen to it when it's done just to be like, okay, I like the sound on that. I like how we're going in there and trying to find ways to make it a little bit better for the handful of people that actually do seem to listen yeah. every week. See, I Which edited, I appreciate. Right. I edit it, and now I listen to it one time after I edit it to make sure I don't do any more multi-tracking. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, like when I sat, good thing I listened to it after yeah. that, because I was like, whoa. Yeah, that would have been a bummer. That was neat when you <laughs> harmonized with yourself. Yeah. I don't know if it stopped after a while, but it was going on long yeah, enough. That it, was, it was like a good minute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for but, sure. Yeah. Got that sorted out. <laughs> All right. So, I'm guessing Eddie Van Halen is going to be on your list somewhere. You know what? <laughs> he actually uh, didn't end up on my list proper. Oh, wow. Uh, it's like I was saying before, like it's too easy to pick like eruption for a list right. like this. Eddie kind of has that like duh factor. Right. Like, the, here's the thing. I think there's a reason why Eddie didn't make my list now that I think about it. One, I limited myself to five, Mm -hmm. and it's really tough. Also, um, it's hard to pick one. Right. I think Eddie's like one of those dudes where, you know, it's more than just the solos for Van Halen shit. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a whole lot of sick shit going on, and sometimes there's a killer solo in there, and it almost, like gets by you mm-hmm. because there's other stuff going on. I I was wrestling with it because um uh on Big River off of their last album, mm-hmm. just Eddie sneaks in a wicked solo on that. Okay. And there's some good solos on that too. And I kinda dig him almost more than some of his earlier ones because he's his guitar didn't get old. Right. <laughs> you know? that, yeah. So it's like, you know, he ha- he's been sitting on some solos for a minute. Mm-hmm and then does this album with Roth so it's kind of a show he's able to really cut loose with his solos again on that because that's what people expect out of that version of Van Halen right nobody expected that out of Van Hagar not really for the most part um so but because there's so many it was hard for me to just pick pick one one definitive Eddie Van Halen one which like I said for most people it's eruption anyway right maybe Spanish Fly right to show that you know he can play acoustic, but right, yeah. For me, um, what I went and did on this one was basically, you know, eruptions the the one that blew my mind, right? Yeah. Because like I heard it not at the time, but 
the first time that I heard the album, you know. And basically, I, I don't know if you put it this way or not, but basically, to me, like, Running With The Devil was like the intro to Eruption. Yeah. Pretty much, you know, it wasn't, it's, you know, so, so Eruption's the thing that blew me away. But I didn't pick it. And the reason I didn't pick it was because while Eruption did that for me, like, introduced me to who the fuck Eddie Van Halen is, the solo from Beat It is what did it for the rest of the world. Ah, uh, that's a fucking you know? good one. Yeah. There you go. And, and at the time, I mean, Michael Jackson was the biggest dude in the world. Yeah. And Van Halen would get almost that big later. You yeah. know, like in 1984, and their album was number one and all that. But up to that time, they weren't. So it was like the whole world found out about Eddie Van Halen one day. Yeah. You know, and and another thing, too, with that solo is it's very short. Yeah. So it's like, okay, what can you give me in 30 seconds? <laughs> you know well, yeah well apparently it kind of turns out later that i guess eddie um i mean he didn't play the rhythm or anything on the track he mm -hmm. just played the solo but apparently he did help a little bit in some of the mixing and mm -hmm. some of the editing with it as well and just went uncredited with that he went uncredited for the solo initially right. um to the extent that uh, in david lee roth's autobiography he talks about the first time he heard the beat it solo mm -hmm. and he had no fucking idea that eddie did when it, it did that right and so he's like off doing something making a run a booze run or some yeah. shit and then uh he hears some dudes jamming this and he said he immediately runs to like call eddie yeah it's like yo there's some dude stealing your shit. Yeah. Like, someone's hacking you. Right, and Eddie's sounds like, just like Yeah, you. and Eddie's like, oh, that's me. So yeah. then they had a band meeting about that. Right. About, hey, if, you know, keep this shit in-house, and if you're gonna fucking do something like that, tell us. Yeah. Which is ironic, because later then, Roth got tired of sitting on his ass. Right. So he makes his, his you know, crazy, uh, uh, yeah. you know, the... Crazy uh, from the cra heat. Crazy from the heat. And, uh, then Eddie got pissed at him about that. He's right. Like, oh, apparently he wanted to be a fucking solo artist. Right. He's like, I was just tired of sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's funny how some some bands encourage outside mm -hmm. things, and some bands are just like, no, fuck that. You well, know? yeah. According to Dave, he told Eddie along the way, "Hey, we're not in the studio. We're not doing anything." I'm just going to do this thing, a couple little cover songs. It's not going to sound anything like Van Halen. Right. Um, and said he got his blessing. Right. And then Eddie 
what the fuck is this bullshit? Which, right. Eddie was a fucking drug addict and everything at well, the yeah. time. So it's entirely feasible that that's how that went down. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. So. The thing about that is, though, that that's where, uh, like, Dave got into making videos. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, the videos that he made, they were pretty stupid. Yeah. And they were funny. They were, like, hella ethnic yeah. jokes and shit and fat jokes and shit. But it was like the the introduction, which made like all the 1984 videos, which then blew the fuck yeah. up well, and then yeah. broke up. So one of my favorite things is we're getting way off topic yeah. just with that. But hey, fuck it. It's our podcast. Yeah. Um, Dave was talking about when he was doing the video for California Girls. Yeah. And that that got nominated for all kinds of MTV awards, right? For cinematography and everything else, because yeah. of all these like special how, effects. Well, how just one of it is like uh, their use of color in the video, mm-hmm. and how really vibrant everything was. Yeah. And Dave said the reason why it looked like that is because when he was sitting in the editing room working with the the producer and everything else, um, he forgot to take his sunglasses off. Mm. So he kept telling him to turn the fucking color up. Nah. <laughs> He's like, oh, come on, that ain't blue. Give me yeah. something a little more heterosexual. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. And then he, when he finally popped enough for him, right? he saw it later. He's like, what the we fuck did we do? Over the top. Because he's been wearing shades the whole time. He was probably, you know, on a, had a Coke binge and a hangover and everything yeah. else. But yeah. that's the funny story behind that. So anyway, I'm just going to... Th- rattle off a few of my honorable mentions okay um since they're gonna be uh you know they're the ones that aren't gonna get mixed in um so i'm taking a page out of your book when you did you know the guitars of maiden and mm-hmm. you included the bass guitar mm-hmm. i love bass is a guitar mm-hmm. so shout out to glyph burton with anesthesia boom hell yeah off of you know kill them all yeah the, yeah that was great legendary bass solo um that's not my weirder one. My two weirder picks are just songs that like sometimes come up in a rotation if you're listening to like classic rock or 80s rock or something like that. Um, so I'm probably going to get laughed at a little bit. But my, my first one from this two group of two is uh, the solo from uh, Take It On The Run by REO Speedwagon. Okay. That dude's sick. It's a That's fucking... Gary Rick Rack. He's sick. Yeah. It's... Yeah, no, that's a killer solo and a song that you don't expect it. Right. And then my other um, kind of, it, this is a less less of a huh one because he ended up briefly replacing Randy Rhodes. Right. But the solo for uh, Night Ranger, Don't Tell you, Don't Tell Me You Love Me, yeah. with Brad Gillis. Yeah. That's a sick solo. That's a badass solo, That's yeah. the kind of solo that got him the gig with Ozzy for right. a minute. You for know? sure. For so. sure. Yeah. Oh, by the way, when I say the the main one, which was beat it in this case, I'm also gonna I'm gonna throw in some other ones by that guy. So okay. the other ones by him are Eruption, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I'm the one. I love that solo. Yeah. And I and Spanish Fly, which is another one of those yeah. where I show people, hey, look, look what he can do. You I know? wanted, yeah, I wanted to keep it to one solo per guitarist right. for myself. So. I had to really sit and listen. So I picked five. This is my... I'm going to start my list for my actual five here. Okay. So for number five, I picked the uh, solo in Creeping Death for Metallica, Kirk Hammond. Sick. 
it's it's hard for me to narrow down a, a specific Kirk solo that I really, really, really love. But I feel like Creeping Death is where he's just fucking going off. Kind of showing off a lot of his tricks before he got into his like whammy bar head, mm-hmm. you know his his wah wah pedal. pedal habits and everything yeah. else. It's a really just killer solo. It's one that when I listen to it, I'm just like, where the fuck is that guy? Right. These days. Right. <clears throat> you know, it's one of those things because a lot of times, like I give dudes credit, who uh, Michael Schenker and you know uh gary moore and dudes like that who don't use a lot of effects and don't use like a whammy bar even for a lot of things not that i mean i love i almost all my guitars have have floyd roses on them and whatever but it is a crutch it is a cheat you know because you got somewhere to go at the end if you don't know what to how to end something you could always wow 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 you know or whatever so when dudes don't do that I give props for that, you know, yeah. when it's just a, 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 just a guitar through an app and no, no extra bullshit. Yeah. Well, that's why I got like my other, it was too much of a gimme one is, you know, for the solo for Freebird mm-hmm. because it's exactly that. It's yes. there's no tricks. There's Nothing. no, no crutches. No, it's just all a hundred percent clean picking. Clean and it's picking a, and fucking. Yeah. I don't know if awesome. the, I don't know if the homeboy could ever could do it just like that ever again. Yeah, no, that they did. But they, yeah, <laughs> they did, and uh, and and that's got to give a, just an extra nod too for endurance on that one, man. Because your hand will start cramping up right around halfway through that solo. Yeah, and man, forget about it. Yeah, that's an insane, insane solo. So yeah, that was gonna be on the list, but I'm like, eh, yeah, that's too easy, too yeah. fucking easy. Yeah, it is. It is right there.
So for my next dude, I'm gonna go with Randy, right? Uh -huh. And uh, the and the one that I'm gonna go with off the beating off the beaten path is Revelation Mother Earth. Okay. It's solo Revelation Mother Earth, and it's it and uh, it's <laughs> got like a a frantic pace, like it's you know it's yeah. it's got an urgency to it that I just dig, and the tone on it is insane. And it really, it, it really, uh, it has like a razor sharpness that's Randy. You know, yeah. it's like you can tell it's him. And if and if anybody else does it, you can tell it's not him. Yeah. You know. So yeah, that's that's uh, the one that I'm going with uh, with Randy. mentions of his obviously check out crazy train solo flying high again solo and mr crowley so yeah yeah either of them but mr. those are crowley. all you know yeah standard yeah i mean that's kind of mr crowley is the the easy 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 pick. yeah the uh you know it, it's a fucking wild solo yeah and it's like you know it's funny because i i keep listening to um the live version of that mm -hmm. enough that i forgot that that album version fades out on right this, on that solo and i'm like ah oh, fuck i don't like that shit man. yeah i it's i mean i get it to an extent but not for solos like, yeah don't fade out during solos right like let that shit run its course because it's it's obviously he knows how to end the song because yeah. it's live yeah just end it like that yeah you know ozzy if you're listening <laughs> I doubt it. Right. But no, like if you're gonna remix you wanna remix that shit again for uh you know, for those first two albums, fucking get rid of the fade outs for yeah. the songs. Yeah. Have them end the way they ended in the studio, whatever. I, even if it doesn't sound that perfect, but I don't know. It's just it's always bothered me and I'm pretty sure fade outs are a thing of the past. Now. Yeah, I don't think they they happen very often anymore, and mm -hmm. that's probably good. Yeah, I mean the thing I do like, I mean fade ins are fine, yeah. or you know I like you know how you said like Revelation Mother Earth just transitions right into Steal Away right. Um, but yeah, no fade outs those were those were whack. And what's funny about that is to run back to David Lee Roth again for a minute. 
in his book, which I highly suggest you, you take you read it sometime. You'll be entertained. It's mm-hmm. David Lee Roth's autobiography, so and he right. you know he wrote it without any help, right? So it's pure Dave rambling, but. He's talking about how, after, which is awesome. Yeah, he is talking about how after you know when he's trying to get another new band together after you know what's his face that kid uh, came down with uh, right whatever, and um, he's trying to audition all these like studio musician dudes, mm-hmm. and it was driving him fucking nuts because he wants a band he can take on the road, and he's like these fuckers don't know how to end a song. Right. Because they're so used to fade outs and everything else, they don't know how to end a song. <laughs> right, right, right. And right. it was making him insane. But yeah, that's Yeah. Luckily, like you said, I think that's a thing of the past. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Alright. So my next one, uh this is probably my my closest to a a uh lesser known pick. I think they're a bit they're more well known thanks to Metallica but I'm gonna go with the uh, the solo from Diamond Head for Am I Evil uh, it's Brian Tatler there he's still the he's the only original member left in the band I think okay um, <clears throat> it's it's first of all just on it's own it's a killer solo right it's a solo so good that when Metallica covered it Kirk just plays it almost note for note hmm it's not particularly different. Like he's just plays it straight. Uh, the other reason, like I, I like it so much, is I feel like you know, Diamond Head. Obviously, they're kind of an underappreciated band. Mm-hmm. They're the you know British heavy metal band that didn't make it big in the states, but they influenced a lot of fucking metal bands in the states. Mm-hmm. And this solo in Am I Evil, even though the original version of it, you can't quite call it a thrash metal song, mm-hmm. is kind of the f- blueprint for a thrash metal solo. Okay. It's a solo that if you listen to a lot of Kirk's shit, you can hear a lot of that solo in it right. and other shit. Yeah. It's like so, a template. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. that That is a badass solo. That is a badass solo.
Um, for my next dude, I'm gonna go with Blackmore. Okay. And obviously, hard to pick from all the fucking songs that he that mm-hmm. he had. But I'm gonna go with the ones that really couldn't be anyone else. And for me, the the number one that's like that is Gates of Babylon. Okay. Because it's like people talk about how you know his exotic scales that he uses you know they sound kind of egyptian or kind of spanish or kind of whatever it is and that song is all about that yeah it's a very unique everything in that song has that kind of like you said that exotic tone right you know which is something if you're if the song is the gates of babylon you kind of want to have that kind of reflected right that it's like oh this is this could be babylonian right <laughs> right know? yeah And then also, you know, with with Blackmore, you have to always take into consideration that whatever he does live is going to be way better. Yeah. You know, but that's just that's just Blackmore, you know. And so for his for other ones that you obviously should check out of his, the solo to Stargazer is sick as fuck. Mm -hmm. And the solo to Highway Star is Mm -hmm. the one that, you know, everybody kind of first was like, whoa, who the fuck is this guy? So, yeah, those are my Blackmore picks. Okay. So, all right, we're moving on. We're going to 
this is a... I don't know if this is an off-the-wall pick a little bit. I think it's just because um, they're not necessarily known for their wild solos and shit. But the uh, the second solo, I have to specify this on this. There's a lot of specificities on this. Mm-hmm. But Motorhead, uh, Stone Dead Forever, mm-hmm. the live version of oh, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fast Eddie Clark, the second solo. Pretty, It's practically an outro solo. Right. Um that's just such a ah, uh, it's fuck, it's a, it's filthy, dude. It's mm-hmm. just the perfect representation of that style of guitar. Yeah, that I really fucking dig. Where it's kind of that, you know, it's kind of a rock and roll solo, mm-hmm. but it's just enough. It's just muddy and dirty enough, right? And, and a little faster. Yeah, than, yeah. You get, you can feel a little bit of that Chuck Berry in there, right? But it's just going off, and it's a long solo, mm-hmm. you know. And the band just all together—that's like when Motorhead was like at its peak in that that version of the mm-hmm. band. When you totally. have the original version with Fast Eddie Clark and Lemmy, and uh, Filthy Animal Taylor, yeah, yeah. So it's just like they had three dudes. That's all they fucking needed, mm-hmm. and everybody's perfectly like all kinds the, of speed. Yeah, let's do this. Fast Eddie Clark gets enough love as a guitarist in general. I yeah. think I think of him in the same in the same vein as like an Ace Freely. Yeah. Except for I think he's fucking better than Ace. Well, um, um, in a certain way, yeah. I would say that um, he was a cleaner player for yeah. sure. Uh, I would say like Ace's solos are you you're probably more able to sing them, which is yeah. a better which is a, a quality in its own. Yeah, the hum, the the singable hummable mm-hmm. solos. I, sometimes those um, they almost have a a detrimental quality to mm-hmm. it because I think there's sometimes like when you go and see a band and then they have a solo like that. Yeah, and then like the whole audience starts like humming along with it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I th- I don't know if everybody just realizes they're doing it. Right. 
but it happens like uh like uh metallica let's go back to them for a minute the uh the really melodic solo in master of puppets Mm -hmm. that's a singable one right to the point where both times i've seen metallica now you have the whole crowd who's and i don't know if they realize they're doing it right or if you're just humming it so unconsciously but then thirty thousand people do that and you can hear it right but uh there's stuff like that or um sometimes what what gets me is okay uh speaking of the solo for harway star um I was listening to that uh, re-machined thing that's like uh, where Machine Head re-recorded by a bunch of different artists. Oh, okay. So they have uh, Chicken Foot doing Highway Star. Okay. Well, the deluxe version has two versions of Highway Star. There's a Steve Vai version and a Chicken Foot version. Right. So you got Satriani and Vai (laughs) playing the same song on the same album. But um, it's cool. I really like it because Joe Satriani is a fucking monster, obviously. Yeah. but Sammy Hagar, he never is fucking cool to me. And he does things that are fucking dorky mm-hmm. in moments that are supposed to be cool. Mm. And you can hear him doing it. But when uh, Satriani starts going into that solo, you can hear Sammy Hagar going like, and I'm like, shut the fuck up, yeah. dude. let the solo do the work. Dude, Ian Gillian used to do that too. Oh, I hated yeah. it. Yeah, I he hate... does it with the uh, in the jam parts. Yeah, where yeah, where he's like, yeah, and then it's a call, a call and, and response. Re- response. Yeah, thing. I hate that shit too. But I don't like oh. yeah when it's vocals and when two when it's call and response with guitars. Yeah, it's that's sick. awesome. Yeah, when it's a dude just going like, yeah, yeah, I know, dude. it's so fucking dorky that it's like and i love ian gillen man yeah i you're not the biggest fan of him no but uh no but he's cool you know when you were talking about we uh we saw heart the night before last we actually saw smashing pumpkins last night we saw heart the night before last oh you're the one that offered a ticket to ryan shores uh no no (laughs) um but i actually got some uh, upgrade tickets from Sergio Flores. Oh, okay. And so we got closer than we were originally, but um, but for Heart, they played Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, yeah. And it was, um, and you know, I mean, Heart, like, they're, they have a lot of ballads and shit, but they, uh-huh. they're a rock band. Oh, you yeah. Know? And so they, and so they played it, and they played it, they didn't, this was the first time that I've seen somebody do a version of Stairway to Heaven that w- didn't have, like, some type of a caveat. Yeah. Like, this is our reggae version of... Uh, so, or this is... Uh, this is hip-hop uh, Stairway yeah, to Heaven. Yeah, or this is a, just acoustic in voice. Yeah. Or they they played it... Straight. Straight. Yeah. And, um, and obviously, like, Ann Wilson is probably one of the few singers that can hit those notes anymore yeah. still you know Robert Plant can't and yeah. no male vocalist that I know can yeah. around you know so so it was a kick-ass version and he played the solo note for note like Jimmy Page yeah and the crowd was humming it mm-hmm. just like that and they knew it and and that could very well I mean Jimmy Page is not my guy by any stretch but yeah. that's one of the best solos of, yeah. of all time, you know for sure. So the honorable mention on that in a in a roundabout way. Yeah, 
for Jimmy Page. Yeah, sometimes it's fun though. Sometimes when a solo or a riff gets that, you know, when you have like Black Sabbath when they're heaven and hell, you know. Yeah. Before any guidance, you get the oh, yeah, yeah, from people. Totally. So it makes it cool. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's it just does. not cool when Sammy Hagar does it. <laughs> <laughs> you let the crowd do that shit. You don't do it. Right. You fucking cheerleading motherfucker. Yeah. And this the more we've done this podcast, I think the sh- more more I dislike Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar, man. I he's. I think it pisses me off because he's got such a good voice. Yeah. I can't deny that, but this whole package. Is he's a pretty solid like, guitar player too. Yeah. He just reminds me of someone's like. I don't know, fucking midlife crisis uncle. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. he's just gonna roll up in that, his old ass Camaro and try to, like, talk to chicks that are way younger than him. Yeah. It's funny because, uh, I was, um, uh, commenting on somebody's post. It was John Groobs and he was talking shit about Kiss. And wow. so I was, I had to throw Ace in there and then the concert, because Ace is coming yeah. to Ramona. So I go, I guess we won't be going to this together then or whatever it was. Yeah. And he said, you know, Sammy Hagar's coming the same day with Slash. And right. I was like, ah. I was I'll like, pass. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what Sammy Hagar will be doing, but I know Slash will still be trying to sound like Ace. So I'm good. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm just going to go. I might as well see Ace. Yeah. Yeah, my brother's down for that one, I told him. So. All right, cool, man. We, yeah, that, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. We'll have a field trip. Maybe we could, maybe we could hey, hey, so interview for a podcast. Yeah, fuck oh, you right. guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blondie's going to have to take one for the team and right? get backstage. There you go. You're like, listen, babe, I, know, I, don't, ask this, I don't ask much of you, <laughs> but you might have to fuck Ace freely. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Shouldn't take long. Yeah. No. It's like, just close your eyes and think of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> your 10 listeners will be so happy. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, we got real sidetracked on there. I think it's yeah. mine, mine, mine now. Yeah. So, we're kind of going to start retreading some ground here because um, I'm jumping on my Randy Rhodes pick. Cool. Um, so, you kind of picked the, the, you know, well, yours wasn't an obvious one. Mm. And I don't want to, like you know, get on SATO's nuts like two weeks in a row. You know? Right. But, uh, <laughs> um, so we did talk about this before. We, I mentioned a little bit last week, but the more I listen to it, the more my favorite Randy solo is the solo he wrote for Children of the Grave. Mm-hmm. And I, there's something about it that it's you know it twists and bends it's melodic at the same super time, melodic yeah but it's for a song that he didn't fucking write right he had to just go in and come up with his own solo right and i've seen a lot of dudes do that and they fucking half-ass it. yeah that's why i don't like ingve that much because right. when he plays a cover song he just yeah. does an ingve he just solo shreds all over it and it's done it yeah. could have been on anything yeah he makes it so it fits the song right and it's fucking perfect and just you know there's something to be said for that when you're making you know he could have he could have taken the day off he could have mm-hmm. not tried mm-hmm. yeah but he fucking tried and then considering that he didn't really care for the songs yeah he didn't really like to, the songs yeah. but he comes out with a just a masterpiece yeah of a solo and then he changes up the main riffs and everything too just enough 
yeah. to give it its own flavor. Yeah. So he put his stamp on a Black Sabbath song, and that's hard to do. Yeah, it's I hard agree. to it's hard to take a Black Sabbath song and try to put your own stamp on it without like fucking it up. Without fucking it without up. Without taking away what makes it a Sabbath song for sure. And it helps that you still you have Ozzy. Yeah. <laughs> to right. keep it. To keep it there. Right. But, yeah. So that's my Randy Rhodes pick. That's my number two favorite solo of all time. Sick. So. Sick. All right. For my next one, I'm going Ingve since you brought him up. Yeah, fucking. Yeah. And uh, and for for us, it's like, you know, it's really hard for me to explain what it was like having heard Ingve for the first time. Yeah. Because it really sounded like somebody had recorded something at a regular speed and then sped up the tape and that's what you were listening to because it didn't seem real that somebody could play no. like that. No, I, that's how I feel. Like, um, probably the closest I, I got to getting a feeling like that was uh, the first time I heard Dragon Force. Oh, yeah. Uh, the song Through Fire and Flames. Mm -hmm. I was just like, this is just sped up. Yeah, in yeah, the studio, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's like just yeah, and it just doesn't stop. Right, <laughs> and, just, and they don't fuck up. Yeah, and it's so see that's new. This yeah. wasn't the case then. This, I know. Well, know. that's the thing. It was that was you know one of them deals where I was in my twenties the first time I heard that. Right. So I was like, oh shit, these guys are. I got I bought the album based right. off of hearing that. Right. And I kind of got bored with them eventually. Right. Because it got real samey. Right. But I can... Had I been your age when Ingve mm -hmm. first popped up, I probably would have jumped on that. Yeah. I just think there's my personal preferences. Like, I don't know. There's just something... I think it's... I've heard too many of his songs where he's overplaying some shit he doesn't need to overplay. Oh, yeah. Or half That's every fucking yeah. song. Or half-asses a song... A solo that he didn't need to half ass. Right. And then he's got all them whack albums now. Yeah. That when you go, I because I've gone and listened to his like good shit. Right. 
And I'm like, no, he's a fucking great guitarist yeah. when he tries, and I don't think he tries enough anymore. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And so, so the first time that we heard him was basically the Alcatraz album. Yeah. And they had uh, the best. My favorite solo on that album is Jet to Jet. And it's a badass solo, and it's Ingve where. I mean, like, they used to say, oh, well, you know, he just fills up every available space. There's yeah. no room for, you know, whatever. <clears throat> but he was still limited to a certain amount of space. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he filled the fuck out of it, but there were limits. And that was good for him, you know, because unlimited Ingve is, like, <laughs> is not... You know, it's too much for most people. Yeah, too much. And it's really even too much for me. But this was a, a great song. The solo is structured and written and perfect. And it wouldn't fit in another song. So that's my favorite one. I almost went with Island in the Sun because that was the that was the video. Yeah. They had a video for that. And on that one, like, um, you know, they're Alcatraz. Yeah. So Ingve's like playing the solo while he's getting walked down death row or whatever, yeah. you know, in the video, of course. So I almost picked that one. <clears throat> but and then off of his solo shit, Black Star. Yeah. Because that's just the one that that's, you know, it's four minutes of fucking Ingve at the yeah. top of his game. Well, that's like his like go to right. solo one. It's kind of like you know with Satriani, like someone would be like, oh, you know, it'd be like, you know, something off of Surfing with the right. Alien, of course, or something like that. You know, yeah, where it's like that's what you want to listen to. But no, I I go off on Ingve because it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> but I really I really really like. Alcatraz mm -hmm. a lot um, you know and I it's a sick band it's one of those things I think it helped that when I finally decided to try to listen to Alcatraz it's after I'd already been a convert to Graham Bonnet mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. because at first I just was like eh, I had no real interest in him in Rainbow mm -hmm. so I just wanted the Dio shit right. I finally listened to him in Rainbow I was like dude this guy's fucking good mm -hmm. like, I was like and I like that they went with something different and he fits the songs, but he's able to pull off the older songs too. Mm -hmm. And then he forms Alcatraz. So I'm already sold on him as a vocalist. I, I was on the fence with Yngwie because I've seen some shit of his. I really liked, I've seen some shit of his. I didn't like, and mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, this is, I said it before. This is the version of Yngwie. I like the most. I like constrained Yngwie mm -hmm. where like, you know, yeah, there's a, when you talk about like he's gonna fill every space available, 
there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. That's the whole concept of like, you know, when you have a band that's a power trio, mm-hmm. you don't have a rhythm, so you have a dude fill as much space as he can mm-hmm. on guitar. So that's fine. Um, it's like you said, when it's unlimited Ingve. Yeah. <laughs> where, a bit much. where he's not gonna, you know, and it's like when I I remember the first time I heard something of his that I was like, I don't know if I like this cat that much is when he did that uh, cover of Dream On with Dio. Yeah, such a wasted opportunity. And I was like, this could have been really sick. Yeah. And I listened to it, and it was vocally. Mm-hmm. But Ingve didn't add anything to the song. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, because he's, could have. he's just doing too much right off the top, and it's just him just like that bullshit. And I'm like, eh. You're getting a little too noodly and wankery for me on this. Yeah. And a song that does... This is a song that needs you to be constrained. Right. To be effective. Right. And you're not... You're just ingvang all yeah. over it right and now. And the point, the point of the of the matter is that you could just tell he doesn't care about that shit. Like, he's, yeah. just, does, he's just like, ah, yeah, I'm just gonna fucking bust a nut all over this and fucking yeah. whatever. It's, but. it's frustrating because it's like that dude... Uh, from whatever fucking band it was, you had that interview a couple weeks ago. Where yeah. Talk about how, you know, he's one of his favorite guitarists, but he's put out shit albums. Yeah. For and, a while. And there's a definite I don't care vibe coming from him. Yeah. Like, it's like he. I don't think he's enthusiastic about music anymore. No, not in that sense. Not in, not in the. Uh, yeah, no. It's a, music's a, a vehicle for him to, you know, still live in Miami yeah. and have his Ferraris and, you know, the, all yeah. the shit that he really likes. Doing. I don't know what it would take for him to get that. Fire. And performing. You could tell he loves performing. Yeah. It's just that, you know, I, I, you know, his studio's in his house. Then he just goes out there whenever he feels like it and yeah. lays some shit down and. Yeah, I don't know what it would take to get him that creative fire again. I don't, you know, I don't think he'll ever be in a band again. Yeah. So I don't think that it's ever going to happen again. Yeah. But you never know. You never know what could happen. Yeah, who knows? Alcatraz is reformed. The, sort yeah, of. Yeah. It's just Graham Bonnet's band and he's calling it Alcatraz right, again. Now, right, right. But, but, you know, the see, now that's another thing that uh, that is very telling because... I've seen Alcatraz and I've seen Graham Bonnet's band mm-hmm. at, that when it's not called Alcatraz, and really nobody can play English shit. Yeah, you know uh, the dude that they have now, Joe Stump, he's good, man, and he'll he'll probably be able to do it. Yeah, and the dude that they had before, Joey Tafoya, he's great. Yeah, and he did a really good job. Still, not quite there. Well, it's and then like, the yeah. other dude that they had wasn't even close. Like couldn't really fuck with it at all yeah it's yeah, i think at best with a lot of guys you're gonna get to see him hit do like three quarters of the notes right yeah <laughs> you know yeah. um yeah so. and then and then the, the and then the crazy shit is when you see these dudes struggling with that shit and anyway just does it like it ain't shit yeah you know so it's really it's really hard to fucking just know how good that motherfucker really is yeah you know even though he doesn't fucking like you say but that's the thing, you know, gifted dudes are seldom ap- appreciative of what they've been given. Oh, yeah, that's why, uh, well, on a random note, that's why, like, the naturally talented athletes mm-hmm. that just, it comes to them 
naturally they're not they never make good coaches yeah no 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 because yeah. they didn't have to work for it exactly like they're just Mike, like yeah, dude just hit the ball yeah. what the fuck what's the yeah, problem like, it's, well it's like you know uh you know i've known people that you know played sdsu baseball mm-hmm. and they're like went in thinking they're gonna learn some magic fucking secret from tony Brown, right and it's just like yeah hit the ball see the ball hit the ball yeah and it's like if it were if it were that easy, yeah. I think it ain't genetic either. Because nope. his brother, yeah, or son, or his son yeah. But uh, nope, yep. It's just some, sometimes you get it. Yeah, and it sometimes it gets squandered. Yep. I'm trying to think of who who actually could uh, potentially pull that shit off if they randomly join Alcatraz. I think they got the right guy. Joe Stump could do it. Um, other dudes, like, you know, Steve Vai was in Alcatraz, and he could do it. He has yeah. all the talent to do it, but he chose not to do it. Well, know? yeah, he wants to, well, because he's Steve fucking Vai. Yeah. Uh, that's a little bit different. Yeah. He's got his own style and his own uh, his own thing going there. Uh, you know who would be kind of, it'd be interesting to see on that, because this is someone that I wanted to kind of get on my list, but they I kind of had to... Leave them out because I was limiting it, um, and I couldn't pick just one. But uh, Marty Friedman, he could do it. Could be interesting on that. Oh yeah, and it was hard. I wanted to put some Megadeth in here too, but it was very hard for me to pick. Like either it'd be some, either you know, one of the various solos on a Hangar 18, right? Or Tornado Souls, yeah. But there's like five solos for every fucking Megadeth song around yeah, the area. There yeah. are some great Megadeth solos and he's had some great guitar players over the years. Yeah. Chris Broderick. He's got Kiko now who's sick. Um, Marty Friedman. Yeah, he's had some he's had some sick dudes. Alright, so I'm going to get to my, my pick of the litter. My number one pick. Alright. Which you already said actually. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is probably my gimme pick, but it's you know going with Blackmore with uh, Highway Star. Bam. Uh, specifically the Made in Japan version, right? Because the the album version of it, I mean, it's a good solo, right? But Deep Purple was one of those bands that they didn't quite ever capture it. No, on in the studio. Yeah. He did a little bit better at it with uh, with Rainbow, right? But still, there's I don't know what 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 they're doing differently in studio, but they needed to do something different. Yeah, they needed to. That was a band that would have really benefited from like a live recording environment. Mm-hmm. Like just just play it like you would live, right? And we'll get it on tape and do a couple takes, and we'll pick the best one, right? But instead, you know, the Highway Star solo on the album, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's musically all there. Right. And it's decent. And honestly, he plays it like that now. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. I find, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast. I realized what was bugging me so much about the, you know, since Blackmore came back. Mm-hmm. And he listened to it and I started going... It sounds like the album version. Yeah, the improvisation is pretty much yeah. gone. But, yeah. But the Made in Japan, Highway Star, there's just such a fucking ferocity oh, yeah. to that solo. 
and it's going off and he's not doing really a ton of tricks and he's just that you know it's overall it's a sick solo but when he hits the part you know that it kind of sounds like fight of the bumblebee mm-hmm. you know but it's so fucking fast not yeah he's not tapping or anything like that he's picking that it's all picking so yeah that shit is hard as fuck yeah So since um, since my list is all crazy, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go ahead and just go with the one that I wrote in that same format. So I'm gonna go with Gary Moore, out in the fields. Okay, that's a bad. F- I mean, he's got so many great solos, and he's really one of those dudes that, like, at the time, you know, like when Ozzy wanted a guitar player at first the first guy he wanted it was Gary Moore yeah and uh and Gary Moore said no he had some other project going on and then when Randy died the first guy he wanted was Gary Moore <laughs> and then at that time he said Gary Moore wanted a king's ransom whatever yeah. that was. probably just meant he wanted to get paid yeah you know well yeah he wanted what he is like if it's like obviously you want me real bad right so pay me like you want me right but I mean Gary Moore is so fucking sick that like all kinds of bands always wanted him for whatever reason his own band never like broke you know uh his singing voice wasn't great yeah his looking face wasn't great he just like didn't have something you know and and for whatever reason but he was a bad fucking guitar player in and dudes like um vivian campbell loved gary moore uh Randy Rhodes loves Gary Moore. Kirk Hammett loves Gary Moore, you know, and um, and that solo shows everything you can do out in the fields.
another other ones that by him are uh, Parisian walkways and shapes of things. That's the shapes of things is a live version on We Want More. Yeah, badass and and really like he's one of those dudes that it's amazing what he does. And there's and there's really not too many dudes that can. I mean, luckily, uh, there's not like a lot of guys out there having to try to cover Gary Moore songs. Yeah. But if they did have to, it would be hard. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Honorable mentions anymore? Because I've got a bunch. I got all I wanted to get in there. I figured you were going to kind of take over, so. Yeah. (laughs) Um, for, For me... For the honorable mentions, I've got I've got to go with Vivian Campbell. That's my dude. Yeah, and um, and funny enough that some of his best solos are some on some of the most played songs. Yeah, because Rainbow in the Dark solo is sick. Yeah, the Last in Line solo is sick. So those are like good and and really if you if you listen to some Gary to, to some Vivian Campbell solos, you can hear a lot of Gary Moore in there. Mm. He's got the palm muting shit and the staccato shit and then legato fast shit all mixed together. That's that's something that he also got from Gary Moore. Um Jakey Lee, Bark at the Moon. Mm-hmm. That solo is so fucking sick that I went and saw Red Dragon Cartel just to see him do that solo, basically. Yeah. And then went back the next year for the same reason. At the show, found out that, oh, yeah, Jake doesn't really want to play Aussie shit anymore. Yeah. So he didn't play it. And until he announces that he's going to play it again, I won't be going to see Jake no more. <laughs> so that's how fucking sick I think that solo yeah. is. And it's the solo and the outro that are yeah. just fucking amazing and almost impossible to play. Jake, uh, Dave Murray, that Strange World solo, whether mm-hmm. or not it's him. I'm still saying it's him, All regardless right. of what anybody else says. And besides that solo, 
any other solo on Killers or any other solo on the first album. Fucking Dave Murray. Uh, Uli Roth, the, the Sales of Sharon, that's fucking sick. Old Scorpions from, from the days. Yeah. And, and everything that he's done since is sick if you can sit through all the mystical, magical, metaphysical, whatever the <laughs> fuck other shit's going on. He's badass. And then um, the last one in the same fucking lane is uh, Michael Schenker. I was waiting for Schenker yeah. to show up. <laughs> and, and, uh, and for his, I'll go with the rock bottom mm-hmm. off of uh, Strangers in the Night. Yeah. You know? And for all of these dudes... Like it would be easy to say, oh, the you know the Randy Spotlight solo from Tribute, or the Ace Freely uh, solo for uh, for Shock Me on Alive, yeah. or you know their Spotlight solos. Yeah. But you know that's that's too easy. You know. Yeah. And so um, and so for Ace, even though there's a lot that I like, I'm gonna go with the Love Gun solo. Okay. Because it, that one just like it was. It's really like. I think the whole solo is just in pentatonic scale. Mm-hmm. So it's so simple. But, you know, when you go to, like, your guitar teacher, and you're like, yeah, I really want to be a lead player. I want to play solos. And he, like, goes, okay, learn this scale. And you're like, yeah. no, I want to play a solo. I don't want to learn a scale. Well, you got to learn these scales to learn how to build a solo. Yeah. The, the, uh, the solo to Love Gun is the perfect look. He took this scale and he made this solo out of it. Yeah. And it's fucking badass. So if he can do it, you can do it. Yeah. See, figure out how he did that shit. Yeah. And you you got it. It's like you know? Guitar Solo 101. Yeah, man. exactly. And, it, and, and it's badass. And it, it's so simple. But it's fucking... Uh, it's... Um, integral part of the song yeah you can't remove it you know it it would it would suck without it yeah Ace a little bit more love. It's probably super easy to go to now, but you know his solo for you know the alive version of Rock and Roll All Night yeah. is really good, and it's one of those things. It's so good, and that's the version that's always played on the radio and everything yeah. else. You forget the album version didn't have a solo on it. Right? He forgot the he album. He forgot. Version. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. He was you know uh, fucking uh, Eddie Trunk. Eddie Trunk was yeah. talking to him about it, and he goes like, "Yeah, no." you come up with that solo on the alive version of rock and roll all night because yeah. you know there wasn't a solo on the well, album version he's like there wasn't yeah there wasn't. what do you mean <laughs> like yeah how did that happen right <laughs> and you know it, a lot of decisions were made in those days and you know 
I've never understood it. To this day, I still don't understand it. Like, every year I hear about watching baseball game, I hear about they're talking about you. Well, we need to find ways to shorten the game. Shorten the game. Short- yeah. What the fuck for? I like the game. Why does yeah. it have to be shorter? And then they say, oh, well, we can't play a song on the radio. It's too long. Why? I like the fucking song. I don't yeah. want it to be shorter. So, like, I send you the video today of, of Rainbow in the Dark where they, like, chop the solo in half and and cut a verse out or whatever to make it so it would fit in yeah. video length or whatever. But I'm like, dude, that's one of the great solos on that record at least yeah. if not more and they chopped it in half just to save some time i don't uh, yeah don't no dig I, it. Uh, it's it's not good they and still i'm sure that. that was the reason that there wasn't a solo in in rock and roll all night yeah well it's like uh um metallica with uh spit out the bone off their last album mm-hmm. that's a pretty long song mm-hmm. and there's a lot of fucking riffs on there and there's some badass solos and then there's the radio cut mm-hmm. that cuts chunks of solos out and everything else. Right. It's just so jarring. Yeah. After you've listened to the album version a million times. Yeah. At that point, you're like, ah, oh, this is just right. weird and wrong. Right. Or you might even be telling somebody, hey, listen to this part. And then the part never comes. And the part comes. never happens. <laughs> you're like, what part? Yeah. Fucking loser. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Never yeah. mind. This is the radio version. Yeah. I guess on the plus side, if someone listens to a radio version, they're like, oh, this is cool. And you're like, dude, check this out. And they hear the whole version. They're like, oh. <gasps> right. Yeah, for sure. I think we got it, man. Yeah, man. So... It, it seems like solos are pretty easy to talk about because we didn't have any edits or any breaks or anything, yeah. and we're at 55 minutes. Yeah, we uh, kind of, once you get going, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Especially, uh, not going to lie, doing this at my apartment makes it a lot easier. It does. You know, there's not the interruptions and the strangeness. and the, yeah. There's not drag queens trying to read to us and stuff. Yeah, tweakers trying to <laughs> stare at us. And the cops. The cops fucking with uh. us. But yeah, no, it's I like it's cool too since it's like kind of a not quite a party complex, but it's a lot of college students, so I don't have to worry about being loud or yeah. anything either. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, the new studio is yeah. really working out. So uh, if you hear anybody like having sex out in the background, it's not us. It's like probably the next door college yeah. kids or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So uh, that's it for the guitar solos episode. Um, next week, I'll probably be coming with that Randy episode. All right, cool. So that'll be good, hopefully. And uh, <laughs> we'll be talking a lot about solos on that one, too. So to the next one, this is me, Big Frog. Me, Mike Castleberry. And we are out. All right.
Stay solo. Take one.